Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning to you. It is a Wednesday. It's our hump show. Glad to have you with us here on CBS Sports Radio. Amy Lawrence, producer Jay, thank you for your questions for Ask Amy Anything. We just finished that. We didn't do it last week because it was Super Bowl week and because we had had a video had 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 we had put out a video version of Ask Amy on our YouTube channel. So if you missed that one, it was decidedly Super Bowl themed. Not all specifically about the game, but all around the Super Bowl and everything that we love about that event each year. And so that one's on our YouTube channel. Lots of you have checked it out already. Uh, but we got back to the radio version, and thank you for all of your questions. Uh, we, there's still so many that Producer Jay didn't have a chance to get to or maybe that he decided he didn't want to ask uh, on both Twitter and Facebook. But I always go back. Now, I'm not going to do it this morning. I'll, I'll get to some of them maybe. But for the most part, uh, I will take about 30 minutes when I wake up on Wednesday afternoon, and I will go back and I'll answer as many as I can get to. That's always my promise to you. I know not everybody's questions get posed, and not everybody can listen live. Now, you can go back and you can find the podcast, and you can get your questions answered there. But if, if I can do it without writing a novel or a blog post, haha, uh, I will go back and I will respond to as many as I possibly can with a, a few words. So thank you for all of your questions as part of our hump show. Uh, also, because it was Valentine's Day when we began this show, it's not anymore, but there are still people who are feeling the love from Valentine's Day. We have put this post up with, I mean, it features the peanuts. I, I don't know what more you could ask for. How about this? Find someone who loves you as much as Lucy loves Charlie Brown. Oh, no, wait. No, not Lucy. Lucy doesn't love Charlie Brown, right? She's the one that, like, pulls the football. Not Lucy. Who's the one that loves Charlie Brown? Is it? <laughs> why, am I, why am I forgetting this now? As much as Woodstock loves Snoopy. How about that? We could go that way. Would that be Peppermint Patty? Peppermint Patty loves Charlie Brown. Yeah, Lucy is his, is his little sister. But, right, but she's always pulling the football out from underneath him. Or Marcy. Marcy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember much of Marcy. I found a good one on our Facebook page though. So yeah, find us on Twitter or Facebook. Cause we're asking you to fill in the blank. Find someone who loves you as much as for me, it was, I love coffee. Uh, we, we got a great answer on Twitter. Andy Reed loves cheeseburgers, which he tells us about all the time. Uh, he adores cheeseburgers. He's, he's got his cheeseburgers ranked actually. I grew up on in and out. See what I mean? Um, but I've had a few five guys and the Shake Shack, you know, 
I, no, I don't turn any of them away. Exactly. See, Andy Reid adores cheeseburgers. Uh, I personally, if we're going sports world, think we should find someone who loves us as much as Kyrie Irving loves Dallas. It's clear that that's all he's ever wanted to do in his life is play for the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, it's it's obvious that his heart is now home with him. Or I guess we could say find someone who loves you as much as Aaron Rodgers loves Green Bay. 18 years, man. That's always going to be home. See? He loves you in Green Bay. Although, according to my guest from earlier in the in the show, Green Bay doesn't really love Aaron Rodgers much anymore, but we'll get to that. So, yes, I go back and I answer your questions, and I'm perusing your answers for our love question, even as I do it. Uh, a couple of other ones that I've seen on Facebook, which I think are very clever. And now I feel dumb because I messed up the peanuts. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I would say this one from Mark is brilliant if you are a certain age. I don't know how much Jay knows about Garfield. Uh, Garfield loved pounding on Odie. So that was one thing. But do you know the food that Garfield loved more than anything else? Lasagna. Lasagna. Find someone. I'm so impressed with you right now, Jay. I mean, you didn't bring me any candy for Valentine's Day, but okay, there's a little bit of a redeeming quality there. You know about Garfield, unless you happen to look at Facebook and saw it there. No, I, I do know that one. Yeah. I don't. I couldn't name you, like, specific Garfield, like, you know, lines or... What? Like, Yippee. comics, but... Ha-ha. Yeah. We. I'm familiar with, like, the story <laughs> and the owner and Odie and yeah, the lasagna. When Jim... Yeah, Jim, the owner. When I was a kid, my brother and I, that's all we ever wanted. So for special occasions like a Valentine's Day, my mom would give us the latest Garfield cartoon book. It, we we lived for those. I think we have 15 of them or something along those lines. No, they were awesome. They were short. They were maybe only five or six inches tall. And so they were oblong shape, like a rectangle. Yeah. And th- they were amazing. And we loved them. And we would fight over who got the Garfield book first. So, yes, thank you, Mark. On Facebook, he says, find someone who loves you as much as Garfield loves lasagna. <laughs> so good. Uh, Clint says as much as Penny loves her naps. Oh, she definitely loves that. Uh, Mike, Daryl Waltrip loves saying boogity, boogity, boogity. Uh, Patty is going to go first person here. As much as I love the Patriots. Are you ready for this one from Jose? Find someone who loves you as much as NBA superstars love joining other superstars to win championships. Yes, it is the NBA where everyone plays with his BFF. That's what real men do. Absolutely. Uh, Let's see another one. As much as Aaron Rodgers loves the darkness. Now, we don't actually know if Aaron Rodgers loves the darkness because he's not there yet. You want to know why he's not there yet? Because this trip was planned for four months. Do you want to know why I know this? Because I spent an hour listening to Aaron Rodgers on Pat McAfee on Tuesday. He was fired up. Now, don't let him fool you when he says, I'm not mad. Like, I'm not upset. I know how this happens. Oh, no, no. 15 minutes he spent talking about how football insiders don't know him. No one speaks to anyone from his inner circle. And if you don't hear it from me, then it's not true. And it's fake news. I mean, 15 minutes. And here's the setup to it. Apparently... <laughs> Jay and I agree with this because we both listened. I told Jay and he started listening too. We're pretty sure that Pat McAfee was mortified by the fact that on Monday, he had Ian Rappaport on the show indicating that Rodgers was already in his darkness retreat. And then Rodgers pops up on Tuesday and does the show. 
I mean, at least he seemed mortified to me, for sure. Yeah, he did. (laughs) McAfee apologized to him up one side and down another. And I don't know that it was directed specifically at Pat. I just think that Pat walked unsuspectingly into Aaron's trap, and Aaron was not going to let it go. Listen, I'm not in my darkness retreat yet. What? Oh, yesterday. What? Nope. This thing has been planned for about four months, and it was always the same date. Always the end of this week. Oh. So anybody with knowledge to the opposite of that, it's fake news. Whoa. So let me just reiterate (laughs) one more time. There's an inner circle, right? And in my inner circle, nobody talks to Ian Rappaport, to Adam Schefter, or to any of those people. Okay? So if you're one of those people who's talking to those people, it's a great reminder for you, you're not in the inner circle. Oh! Damn. That was a hanging <laughs> on somebody there. Yeah. And if anybody else is out there saying stuff, or if they're just making it up, which is also, those are both likely, um, just stop with the fake news. Okay. So, so hey, I speak for myself. Yep. And I will continue to do that. I'm not upset about it. Like, it's the okay. classic uh, media, you know, trying to be first, not classic. trying to be right. And the problem is there's a slippery slope. I'm offended. (laughs) I'm telling you, it was 15 minutes of that. They went around and around and around because Pat kept trying to apologize and Aaron kept jumping in and pointing out that it's my inner circle. They would never talk. My inner circle would never do that. And just as a side note, you hear Pat's voice, but the guy that you also hear who's dropping in the really or wow or take that, Rob, uh, that's A.J. Hawk who played with Aaron. and They're tight. They're actually former teammates and friends. And so A.J. gives him crap all the time because he can. He can get away with it. But, yeah, I kind of got the sense that Pat was embarrassed because he did apologize. But I'm telling you, Rodgers wasn't going to let it go. And, honestly, Pat kind of contributed to it. And I only say this because this is how it gets out of hand. This is kind of what blew me away. The fact that we did hear this for the last three days, right? Maybe it started with the insider who thought that Rodgers was heading into the darkness retreat right after the Super Bowl. I heard people say it on different radio stations, on various news reports. So we did hear that from multiple people. During Super Bowl weekend, we heard that Rodgers would be ducking into the darkness come Monday. But then what happens after that is... The question, and Jade, I know this because we we work in the New York City market. I mean, we're not in New York, but you know, well, we are in New York, but we're not on in New York. Uh, so we we have to drive into Lower Manhattan and do our show from these studios. And one of our affiliates, our New York affiliate, WFAN, they've been talking about it for days. Are the Jets going to wait? Well, can the Jets afford to wait till he gets out of his darkness retreat? What happens when he comes out of his darkness retreat? And he doesn't know whether or not he, I mean, that's what happens. It's like it spirals. These teams aren't going to wait. He's, you know, it, it just, it gets really crazy. He's going into the darkness retreat so that he can decide what he wants to do. And again, Rogers just takes aim at all of it. We did the show last week. I said, it's, you know, after the Super Bowl, I'm going to go on my darkness retreat, and then I'm, I'm probably going to have a better sense about where I'm at in my life. I didn't say I'm going to my darkness retreat just to figure out if I'm going to play next year or retire, right? So then that <laughs> narrative got out there. So how many f-ing narratives can come from one, like, show where they didn't even actually listen to what I said or the intent or the tone? And again, nothing against Rappaport, but he, he doesn't have anybody 
in my inner who circle. Who knows legitimately what's going on in my life. Well, okay, we so apologize. If say something. We apologize. If you say something Monday through Thursday, I'm supposed to be in there. That was never the plan. It hasn't been the plan for four months. So don't make it up, okay? Like, I don't have your number. You're not going to have my number. You do a great job, but not when it comes to my life, so stop talking about me. I'm telling you, he was on a bender. Aaron Rodgers was on a bender to let everybody know that they had no idea what was going on with his life. And I come back to, he says he doesn't pay attention, but it's clear he pays attention. I made Jay listen. but Now, to be fair, Jay, I told you to listen to the first couple minutes so you would understand what a tear he was on. You ended up listening to the whole hour as well. The whole thing. I warned you they talked about pooping in the darkness. I, I warned you about that. And I, you, and I said it's gross. It's it's boys talking about pooping. And you went ahead and listened to it anyway. So it was I did gross. warn you. It was definitely <laughs> gross. There is no doubt about that. You didn't need that. I mean, maybe it was funny for a second, but they did it for like, Five to eight yeah, minutes. no, I I eventually had to skip through that part because I was I'm not a boy and I didn't care. Uh, anyway, I'm Rogers wanted to one more time underscore the fact that people do not know what they're talking about. We're correcting a flaw in the system. We that are. Is, let's we be are? first instead of be right. When it comes to me, the majority of these people have not been right. They've tried <laughs> to be first. So you paint a picture of a person in a certain way. And it's, you know, I, I hate to have to do this over and over and over again oh, to, really? recor- to correct things. But when they say things like somebody at Athletes First said this about where he's going, not true. You know, I just talked to Dave for the first time last week. And my source says he's going to darkness Monday through Thursday. Not true. I'm sitting here today. It's Tuesday. Like, come on. Pretty light. Just stop with the <laughs> reporting on me because you don't have the right sources and you don't have the truth. I'm telling you, when he says he's sorry for doing it over and over again, he's not sorry. It's a sorry, not sorry. Also, McAfee, well, Rogers was sitting in front of a white wall and it was very bright where he was. And so you could clearly tell he was not in the darkness. Although originally McAfee thought that he had already come out of it. Like he he just tanked it after 24 hours and was done. Uh, so yeah, it was... It was interesting. I mean, Rogers was, he was clearly angry about the whole thing. And even if, so here's the thing, Jay, I believe him that he's had a plan for four months, but even if he hadn't, I'm pretty sure that he would have changed his plans because he wanted to spite all those people who knew what they, who said they knew what Rogers was doing. I would not be surprised in the slightest if that's what he did. I, I wouldn't put it past. I mean, this is the guy who tweets out cryptic things and, and says cryptic messages all the time, nonstop, trying to figure out what he's supposed to do. And then when you get it wrong, it's like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So it's like he wants you to speculate. He wants you to go Oh, yeah. Both well, he ways, wants to keep mad. you on the hook. Yeah. But I would agree with him, though. Speculating and guessing is not the same thing as saying we know what Rodgers is doing. Now, this is what happens when you're a public figure. It's certainly what happens when you're an athlete. And it's not like he remains private. He puts all of his poop out there. I mean, he does. He 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 does this hour-long interview every week. And I think they're done for now. Uh, but he he does it. And so he gives people plenty of material. That's the thing. Like, we're, we're not talking about a guy who plays his cards really close to the vest. No. He just wants to control the narrative. And he gets upset when he doesn't or when he can't. But that's part of putting yourself out there the way that you are. We don't have these same conversations about Oh my gosh, Joe Burrow, for instance, right? Because Joe Burrow doesn't really put all his stuff out there. He he's just a different cat, and so that's kind of the deal. Is Rogers? You you have to take the good with your bad because you're the one who does an hour long interview on a national platform every single week. How many f-ing narratives can come from one? <laughs> 
Right, exactly. Uh, if you missed it, I I think that one of the funniest exchanges, and we just played it last hour, so we won't play it again. But is what I guess we could actually it was kind of funny um, when McAfee, who was actually hysterical in this particular interview, uh, when he and his guys decide that they need a baseline for Aaron Rodgers to know how much he changes with the darkness retreat, and so P- McAfee had done all of his research about the darkness retreat, and he's asking all these like crazy questions. They want to ask him his favorite things before he goes into the darkness, and Pat's actually writing them down just so that they have the baseline. Favorite band? Yeah. Barbara Streisand? Is that him? Okay. Barbara Streisand. <laughs> all right. Favorite food? Um, They're waiting, waiting. It got awkward. Cauliflower. Are you a vegan? <laughs> no. What if he comes out? What if you come out Could. and you're a vegan? Yeah. Have right. you thought about that? Ooh. Not gonna happen. I think there's a chance. Isn't that what we're going in there for? Like to to have deep change? No. To be a vegan? No. No, not to be a vegan, but to have like super deep thoughts, right? Isn't that what you're kind of going there for? Do you think you're no, gonna I'm have? Gonna eat, I like, I like, I like to eat uh, animals you know, that are <laughs> oh that are taken care of very nicely and kindly. Oh my god, they have a long life. Okay. Yes. I mean, they, Pat's like writing this all down as he's saying it too. It honestly, I don't listen every week to the whole hour but i was i was catching up on emails and text messages and so i was sitting at my computer i'm like ah why don't i just go ahead and see you know what aaron's pulse is today and i will admit i laughed out loud in my kitchen a bunch mostly because a lot of it's so asinine but he would not let it go my inner circle my inner circle i like to eat uh, animals <laughs> okay enough don't care <laughs> all right so early i'm not laugh i'm sorry that sounded you know me. I laugh when I'm nervous. I laugh when I'm uh, happy. I laugh when I am embarrassed. So, Jay, stop playing that. We're not using that as a drop. Okay, stop it. Animals. <laughs> okay, knock it off. <laughs> I'd rather hear the I'm offended. That's probably my favorite one. Well, that and when he says he's not upset, but then he drops like three or four F-bombs all right in a row. Me thinks he doth protesteth too much. <laughs> So earlier in the show, we had a chance to talk with Steve Pfeiffer, who is with our Milwaukee affiliate, 1250 AM. <laughs> I promise you, we started out talking about the Bucks, but when I said to him, what's the bigger story right now? Milwaukee Bucks 11-game win streak. Sn- they're, they're, I almost said snipping. They are nipping at the heels. They're probably snipping, too. At the heels of the Celtics in the Eastern Conference, top two teams in the NBA, or Aaron Rodgers. And he's like, oh. No one in Milwaukee is talking about the Bucks. <laughs> I mean, who can say that they won MVP oh, of COVID? You're you're gonna keep this up, aren't you, Jay? We find that he gives us much material, m- much material taken out of context. It's even funnier. <laughs> I like to eat animals. <laughs> I like to eat uh, okay. animals. I blame Jay for this. <laughs> Chase Lemming's already shaking in the other room. <laughs> okay. Can we talk about something serious for once? <laughs> Dang it, Aaron Rodgers. Stop it. It's just not going to happen. Man. It's just not going to happen, man. I know. I know. All right. A little bit about the Bucks, but I also want you to hear what Steve had to say about the Packers and Packers fans and Jordan Love. He pulls no punches. 
I don't know if he speaks for every Packers fan, but I know he speaks for a bunch of them. <laughs> it's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Good morning to you, CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. On the baseline, feeds out, Holiday, catch and shoot, three, yes sir! Drew Holiday delivers again, his seventh three-pointer of the night, draws the timeout from the Celtics. Hauser steps to his right, launches a crazy three. Oh, he got it! He got it! Sam Hauser couldn't see the rim, but somehow he knocks down a fallaway three, moving to his right, and the Boston Celtics are down four starters, but with three seconds left, they've tied the game. Steal from Holiday. He's running the other way, and he'll flush it through. Drew Holiday, a little leather larceny, pulls his team back to within a point. 131 to go. Connaughton passes to Holiday, squeezes up a three for the lead, and he buries it from. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Straight on, Mr. Clutch, Drew Holiday delivers again. Two-point lead for the Bucks. Ingles will inbound. He's got Robert Williams jumping up and down, feeds it into Giannis, and there's your exclamation as he stuffs it down with a jackhammer jam, and Milwaukee now leads 131 to 125, and that is your ball game. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Bucks Radio, Celtics Radio, back to Bucks Radio. This was a Celtics team without four of its starters, including Jason Tatum, who was sick, and yet they were able to push the Bucks into overtime in Milwaukee, courtesy of Sam Hauser, the Wisconsin native who buried a three just before the fourth quarter buzzer in front of 40 family and friends. What a cool moment for him. He sends the game into overtime. And actually, the Celtics scored the first five of OT, I believe, only to see Drew Holiday lead the comeback. Drew with a career-high eight three-pointers, 
of his 12 attempts. He also beat the third quarter buzzer from half court, so pretty amazing, but had the go-ahead three, his last one in OT. And he tied his career high with 40 points, also had seven assists. And this is a team uh, that has different guys who can beat you. Now, they're still waiting for Chris Middleton to come back and be his unrestricted self right now he's on a minutes restriction but yeah with Drew Holiday as your leader certainly in a good position with good hands I think we hang our hats on defense and I mean give it up to them they played hard they played great uh but I just think down the stretch you made more plays on both ends we went down and he just he made a few big time plays that just um are very Drew like so um special performance by him just a little bit there on the Bucks as they've won 11 in a row and now are tied with the Celtics with the loss column. They're both sitting at 17. Celtics have one more win. So even as we hit the All-Star break here uh, this weekend, those are the two best teams in terms of winning percentage in the entire NBA, just a tick above the Denver Nuggets. And yet, according to Steve Pfeiffer, who joined us from 1250 AM in Milwaukee, the Bucks are not the top story, even in their home city. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. He says, by far, Aaron Rodgers, Packers, that's what the buzz is still about as we're in the middle of February and the Packers don't have any decisions made yet about their quarterback. I asked Steve, from what we've seen and heard about Jordan Love, is he ready if that's the direction the Packers choose? He looks a hell of a lot better now than he did prior to the year starting. And I think a lot of credit has to go to Tom Clements, who is the quarterback's coach that they brought out of retirement, uh, the guy that Aaron Rodgers loved to death under Mike McCarthy and praised nonstop about his development and how good he became. Uh, and then remember when that whole thing fell apart where he was going to call plays, McCarthy gave it up, and then after about, I don't know, was it three, four games, whatever, McCarthy changed his mind and pulled it back away from him. And then after that, Clements was out of there after that year. He went and coached Kyler Murray. Rookie of the year, Kyler Murray, that year, and then he retired and walked away, and Kyler Murray probably hasn't been the same since. Uh, so then they convinced him to come out of retirement uh, to help Aaron Rodgers, right. and Jordan Love is the benefactor and improved dramatically uh, from last year to this year. And now I think a lot of people in that organization think he's ready. And just look at some of the interviews on Radio Road in the Super Bowl. Aaron Jones, I think, talked to almost everybody in the country uh, the Packers running back and pretty much told everybody that he thinks he's ready to go at this point. So we'll see. Can this Packers team as it's currently constituted, regardless of quarterbacks, can the rest of the team or the team that's put together now with Brian Gutenkunst, can they compete for a title? Because this year was not what you expect from the Packers. Uh, I mean, they, there was, so Rodgers didn't play at an MVP level. Fine. I think we all understand that, but they also, were beset by injuries. The offensive line uh, was a mess. David Bakhtiari was in and out of the lineup. They're all pro left tackle. Uh, they had injuries along the front, uh, left and right, where they had to keep playing this rookie, Zach Tom, who played really well, and he was playing guard tackle all over the place. Uh, then the rookie wide receivers, Christian Watson was hurt. Romeo Dobbs was hurt. Once Watson came back, Dobbs got hurt, and he was out. Uh, Robert Tunyon coming off the ACL injury took him almost to the end of the year before he started looking like who he was prior to the injury. There's a lot of stuff going wrong offensively. Defensively, they were a train wreck all year until the last few weeks when they made some adjustments. Mm -hmm. uh, Packer fans wanted Joe Barry, the defensive coordinator, fired. He was capped. Packer fans still complaining about that as they're seeing all these other defensive coordinators who, in their minds, is far better than Joe Barry, yet Joe Barry has a job and 
they didn't get one of these guys to upgrade the position. I think if Aaron Rodgers comes back, looking at the NFC, I think the Packers would have uh, every opportunity to compete for an NFC title uh, as much as anybody else because the NFC really doesn't have a lot. The Niners don't have a quarterback. The whole NFC South doesn't have a quarterback. Uh, <laughs> if you look at Philadelphia, uh, they're going to be the team still probably, but they've got free agents. Uh, so what are they going to do in, in the free agency market? Does anybody trust Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy? Packer fans don't. So <laughs> Well, that's from, not fair. <laughs> well, it's Mike McCarthy. I'm just telling him, being honest, they don't trust Mike McCarthy. So they're not worried about the Cowboys. I, I just think you look at it, and the Vikings, they're going to probably lose half of their defense to free agency. So I, I think if Rodgers comes back, I think they have every opportunity to compete for an NFC title. It's going to be a heck of a lot easier in the NFC for Aaron Rodgers than it would be going to any team in the AFC at this point. Including the Raiders, where obviously Devontae Adams is now, and they just cut Derek Carr. All right, Steve, so let me ask you this question. Certainly an opinion question, but I know you have them. Do fans want him back? No. Absolutely not. Wow. No, No, and it's funny. I was on uh, 670 The Score in Chicago earlier today on their afternoon show uh, with uh, Dan Bernstein and Lawrence Holmes. And they pretty much were, we were talking about that same thing. And I was just saying, you know, on Twitter, yes, the majority of fans do not want him back. And you can say, okay, well, that's a vocal minority. Okay, fine. Maybe it is. But in my day-to-day life, whether it's people coming up to me when I'm at the grocery store or whatever, family, friends of mine, it's a struggle to find anybody that wants that. That, that guy back right now. It is a true struggle. Okay, why? On anybody that wants Why? Back. What happened? I think they're just sick of all the BS every offseason of show me how much you love me, tell me how much you love me, and not letting it go. And the whole Pat McAfee thing, I think, is worn thin on a lot of Packer fans and having to deal with that drama every single week, all season long, of what is he going to say now to create drama. Uh, I think people are just sick of it. And okay. Just want to move on. Like, if Jordan Love is great, fine. If Jordan Love's not, then I guess they're going to rebuild and figure it out. But they just are, are pretty much done with 12 at this point. Uh, me, personally, um, I, I want them back one more year to see what they can do um, with Aaron Rodgers in a second year with this wide receiving core. Because I think this wide receiving core can be pretty good. I they think improved. Watson yeah. has a chance to be pretty special. Romeo Dobbs in preseason and training camp at the beginning of the season looked like he was going to be really good. Give him a second year, see what happens. And then the issue becomes Jordan Love, right? So what do you do? He has a fifth-year option, and my suggestion has been the whole time of just give him a three-year extension. Uh, pay him for the fifth year, sixth year, seventh year, uh, middle of the middle of starting quarterback money, so $15 million a year, whatever it is. Assure him years five, six, and seven. Tell him, you're my guy after Aaron Rodgers. We're going to do this one more time with Aaron Rodgers, uh, and then it's going to be your show. And make sure Aaron understands the same thing. So this is it. One more run at this, and then if you want to be traded, then we'll move on from you. Well, I should have apologized to Steve for using a bunch of the Aaron Rodgers reaction on Pat McAfee, but he was he's very professional. <laughs> so he believes that Jordan Love is closer to being ready, and, and maybe they do one more year with Aaron Rodgers, but he believes the majority of Packers fans are They're done with it. I just think it's so unbelievably ironic that after Rodgers always said that he didn't want his tenure to end the way that Brett Favre's did or that they were two different quarterbacks. Remember, for the longest time, they weren't friends. I I don't know if they're friends right now, but they're at least friendly. If, if... 
Rodgers leaves the Packers and goes to the Jets. He'd be following the same path. Three years after his replacement is drafted, (laughs) he leaves, goes to the Jets potentially, although it seems like the more likely destination is the Raiders. That is uh, where a lot of the chatter is. But Rodgers has yet to make up his mind. And so we'll see what happens, whether darkness retreat has anything to do with it or it doesn't. Uh, At this point... Packer Nation is starting to turn against him, but turn their faces to a new era. That whole conversation with Steve, which includes a little more about the Packers, but also uh, we talk about the Bucks, of course, because that's where I started with their 11-game win streak, will be on our podcast, AfterHoursAmyLawrence.com, or we post the link every weekday morning on both Twitter and Facebook. You are li- Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Listening to the After Hours Podcast. Westbrook with it. Give it to LeBron at the right elbow. LeBron, one-on-one against Kenrick Williams. Backing him in. Turns. Shoots. Scores! There it is! All hail the new king in town! Young and old, gather round from one iconic Laker to another. The king, LeBron James, has passed the captain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and LeBron now stands alone as the NBA's all-time leading scorer. I had a moment there, but I don't think it's really hit me on what what just transpired. Um, um, As much as I tried to live in the moment, it was kind of a blur. Um, You know, but... You know, looking back there and seeing my seeing my guys back there and being, you know, out there on the floor with my kids and my wife and my mom, you know, uh, you know, and it's, just a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really cool feeling. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Has he played since he set the record? He didn't play the Thursday after the Tuesday. So it was actually just over a week ago that LeBron James set the NBA's all-time scoring record, John Ireland with the call on Lakers radio. I know he didn't, he went to the Super Bowl over the weekend and he did not play in their game, was it Monday or Tuesday? I think it was Monday. He didn't play in their game on Monday. So I'm not sure we've seen him since then. So he's getting a bit of a rest now before the All-Star break. The reason we play that highlight here on After Hours on CBS Sports Radio is because As we heard from Tiger Woods for the first time in a long time, he's getting set to tee off in the Genesis Invitational this week. He did, in fact, talk about LeBron James and that incredible milestone. What he accomplished is 
It's absolutely incredible of just the durability, the consistency, and the longevity. I never thought, I mean, I grew up watching Kareem here. I never saw him play at Milwaukee, but um, he was the cap. You know, that's all I remember, the, the Showtime Lakers, and watching Cap run down there with the goggles and hitting the sky hook, and um, that record we never thought would be surpassed. Uh, but what LeBron is doing, but, but also the, the amount of minutes he's playing, no one's ever done at that age, and what he's done, and be able to play all five positions, and uh, that's never been done before, and, and then at this level for this long. So Tiger Woods is getting set to tee off in his first official PGA Tour event since he missed the cut at St. Andrews. Now, that was the Open Championship going back to July. So not a full year or anything, but still, it's been a long time since he has been out there in competitive golf. He was uh, scheduled to play in the Hero World Challenge. That's his event that takes place in the Bahamas in December, but he had plantar fasciitis. And now, even though his right foot is a little better, that's adding to what is the recovery time whenever he plays golf. Still, though... His ankle is the issue. That's what gives him the most pain, and that goes back to his car accident. It'll be nearly three years now. Or, oh, no, it is three years because it's February. I keep thinking we're in January. So it's three years now since he had that devastating car accident that crushed a good portion of his lower leg, and it's given him problems since. But honestly, how many people even expected him to ever play golf again? The recovery is more on my, my ankle. Uh, whether or not I can recover from day to day. Uh, the leg is better than it was last year, uh, but it's it's my ankle. And so being able to uh, have it recover from day to day and, and meanwhile still stress it, uh, but have the recovery and also have the strength development at the same time. Uh, it's been a, a intricate little balance that we've had to dance, um, but it's gotten so much better uh, the last couple months, and uh, I'm excited to go out there and compete and play with these guys and I would not have put myself out here if I didn't think I could beat these guys and and win the event my faux pas it feels like three years it was actually two years I just looked it up to be sure so of course he's still having trouble and right there were a lot of people that didn't expect him to ever play golf again including a good portion of his peers on the PGA Tour Uh, by the way here's one that I thought of earlier Jay before we get back to Tiger Find someone who loves you as much as Rory McIlroy loves the PGA. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. That's our big uh, our big fun exercise for tonight in honor of uh, Valentine's Day. We put a post up on our Twitter after our CBS and our Facebook page inviting you to fill in the blank, finish the sentence, find someone who loves you as much as. And we've got some real good ones that we'll get to before the top of the hour. But, of course, you're welcome to weigh in. So Tiger continues to say the leg is better than it was a year ago, but it's really the ankle that continues to give him trouble. And yeah, two years now that Tiger Woods was injured and it was a a site not far from where they're playing uh, at this Riviera Country Club. And so he is there and he plans to play and do not tell Tiger that he cannot win. If I'm playing, I'm playing to win. Okay. Uh, I know that. Players have played and they are ambassadors of the game and trying to grow the game. I, I, I can't have my mind. I can't wrap my mind around that uh, as as a competitor. If I'm if I'm playing in the event, I'm I'm going to try and beat you. Um, I'm there to get a W. Okay, so I, I don't understand that making a cut's a great thing. Um, 
if I enter the event, uh, it's always to, to get a W. And there, there will come a point in time when my body will not allow me to do that anymore. And it's probably sooner than later. Um, but wrapping my head around that, that, that transition and being an ambassador role and just playing and just trying to be out here with the guys, no, that's not in my DNA. <laughs> Um, ambassador role and hosting events like this and hosting the, the Genesis Invitational um, or Hero and doing those type of things, I, I totally get it. Uh, but as a player, you know, I flip the hat around and become a player. Um, from a player standpoint, it, yeah, I'm, I'm here to get that W. So in other words, Tiger Woods is in the same situation as Ryan Tannehill when he said it wasn't his job to be a mentor to Malik Willis. I understand it. it. You are that competitive for so long. It's really hard to step back and take a different role. And yes, these are his tournaments. They do benefit his foundation. Uh, and so he's got this ambassador role to play. But even in these situations, he turns that knob and he becomes a player and a competitor when it's time to tee off, which will be on Thursday. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. So a little bit with Tiger Woods. I'll just say again, he nearly had his leg amputated. I mean, he's told us that. The doctors nearly had to take the leg. And he's had surgeries, multiple surgeries, uh, on his right leg and his foot. His ankle still bothers him. We saw him limp through the tournaments last year, some worse than others. Remember the Masters? So great to see him at the Masters, but it's such a hilly course and you have to walk that really by the the end of the first round and on through the second round, and, and he'd made the cut before, um, th- that was the problem is that it was so hilly that he had a hard time getting through it. I'm grateful that he's still playing because I know it gives the PGA a huge lift, certainly gives his Here's a huge lift. And also, let's be fair, in a competition now against Liv to retain the best golfers in the world, where some of them have departed, the more Tiger Woods is playing, the more high profile the PGA becomes and the more that players are apt to remain associated with the PGA. Uh, So that was why he flew in for that meeting in North Carolina. Uh, Was it last year, right? Yeah, Liv was just last year. Oh, my gosh. Phil Mickelson, by the way, has lost a bunch of weight. I know he goes through these cycles in his career. He's apparently very fit, and he is ready to tear it up on the list this go, year. Let, let it go. It, let it go, dude. Okay, so we'll get to see Tiger this weekend. But, yeah, it's been nearly seven months, uh, in, other than a couple of different charitable, uh, charitable events, she said, like the match. Um, remember, he was teamed with Rory, of course, because Rory's is like, like his little bro. So he will be back, and we'll get to see him and uh, see how his physical body, his ankle holds up. His physical body and his ankle hold up. Uh, all right, so a few of your responses. And, Jay, would you like to weigh in with some of your witty responses, your witty fill-in-the-blanks to our Valentine's Day question or Galentine's Day question? Find someone who loves you as much as. I had the James Harden one, but that had involved hate, so I guess he didn't like that one. Well, it's just it's not love. We're talking about but, love, so why would you talk about hate? Because I think he like loves to hate them. Like I think he hates them so much, meaning Kyrie and Katie, that like he loves it. Because this, oh. I'm just basing this off of his comments from the other day, where he said, "I'm not the crazy one." Okay. I, so I don't know. All right. Okay, that's the best you got. 
right now. Read some other ones. Read it's been four hours, and I told you about the topic I'm before. Little, little we, oh, okay. I told you about the topic hours before we started the show. Jay, don't act like I just sprung it on you. That's not fair. It's it's inaccurate. Uh, Steven on Twitter, find someone who loves you as much as Trevor Lawrence loves Waffle House. Boom. <laughs> or as much as Leroy Butler loves leaping into the stands. That's a good one, too, because Leroy did actually create the Lambo Leap. This one's a little convoluted, but follow me through it, please. Buddy says, find someone who loves you as much as Cowboys fans loved watching the Eagles lose after they booed Dak during the Walter Payton Award ceremony. Oh, yeah. The Eagles fans, according to the Cowboys fans, got what they deserved because it was karma, you see. They booed Dak Prescott during a Walter Payton Award ceremony, and then they lost to the Chiefs. So, yeah. I mean, you could make a case for that. Another tweet, and we've gotten variations of this on both of our social media sites. Find someone who loves you as much as my dog loves her snacks. Uh, Robert says, as much as Al Davis loved the vertical passing game. Alfredo, as much as Marshawn Lynch loves Skittles. Oh, yeah, we had to have one like that, too. Uh, Many of you are saying, as much as you love After Hours and love listening to the show, Uh, So that's a good one. Rob says, as much as Greg Norman loves taking golfers from the PGA. (laughs) And then someone says, as much as you love Steph Curry. I mean, I'll own that. (laughs) Have a great Wednesday. It's After Hours on CBS Sports Radio. Boom! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.